0: All right, welcome back, Kings fans. The start of the season is almost here. We got a couple of uh, preseason games under our belt now, so we got uh, a little glimpse of what the the total, of the whole team is gonna look like. Uh, it's nice to see Luke getting a little creative with the lineups because you know he's not gonna do that during the regular season. But um, I think we have a lot to look look forward to, a lot to be excited about. I'm gonna, I want to start by talking a little bit about what we've seen in these couple of preseason games. So, go ahead, Yeah, Bob.
1: Yeah, so pretty much um, Luke's been doing different lineups. He's been, something I've noticed that he's been doing a lot is having uh, Bagley and Holmes play their minutes together. And he has Tristan and Alex Lynn out there together. Tristan uh, and Lynn? Yikes. That sounds kind of scary. Yeah, Tristan and Len, but uh starting lineup has mostly been uh, Fox Halliburton, Mo Harkless, uh Tristan Thompson and Harrison Barnes, which they've been looking pretty good. They've been coming out getting leads. Uh, their games were against Clippers, and the first team was dang, do you remember who it was?
0: Um are you talking about the Suns or Yeah, Phoenix, yeah.
1: Uh they didn't have Devin Booker for their game. Clippers
0: nor Chris uh, Paul.
1: Yeah, or Chris Paul. Clippers, I believe, had their whole team. I know Paul George for sure was there.
0: Obviously Kawhi wasn't there.
1: Yeah, well I mean like the whole team for the what they're gonna have for the regular season. They oh ibako wasn't playing. But did they have Reggie Jackson? They had a uh, Eric Bledsoe, which surprisingly kind of looked good for them. Kind what's of feels calling? feels kind like he wasn't really trying for the Pelicans.
0: That's sad. But uh, what was I going to say? Um, what's the dude's name? A fo- not a follow. Uh, the French dude. What the hell's his name? Spacey. Batum? Right Batum. Thank you. What about him? Oh, I was just saying he he played too. Another person you didn't mention.
1: Oh, yeah. But team played. Yeah. Zubach played. They pretty much had most of the stars that they'll have for the regular season, and they still came out and took the lead.
0: Um, they're, they're, they're probably going to be pretty trash. Do you know what they ended up, what, what seed they ended up having at the end of this last year?
1: Uh, Clippers, I believe they're on like five or six seed.
0: Man, if, if Paul George doesn't, really doesn't go crazy and, like, drag them to the playoffs, they could be a team, honestly, that might fall, like, all the way out.
1: I don't think so. I think I, I, don't think they'll fall out of the playoffs.
0: I mean, they changed a lot. They got younger a lot. Like, uh, they signed, I think, all three of the guys they drafted.
1: Yeah, and so I've, I think they'll just play a lot of turn span this year.
0: Kawhi's out obviously probably the whole season and then Abaka had a pretty serious injury so I don't know what, how much he's going to end up playing honestly I wouldn't be surprised dude like if they fell off
1: Then uh, it actually came out this morning that their
0: rookie had foot surgery yeah Jason Preston he's going to be out for what like eight weeks or some shit yeah
1: well on yeah. the Kings front right now everybody's looking healthy uh, nobody's Been injured, luckily.
0: So out of those lineups that you mentioned, what were you most impressed with? What were some things that stood out to you as positive?
1: Positive? uh, People trying more on defense. I actually really like Tristan Thompson's fit and the ability for him to get rebounds, which is something that the Kings really struggled with last year. Yeah, I do too. So he's really hunting rebounds, um, talking, which is another thing that the Kings didn't really do last year. He's talking to everybody, being a leader, and pretty much uh, just showing them how to play, like, uh, I guess playoff-type
0: basketball or how to get good habits, you know? Almost maybe wish Trump was back on there too. Man.
1: Yeah, but then I kind of thought about that too, but then you got to think about he's going to be taking away minutes from the, all the guards that they have.
0: Well, I'm not saying he has to play, would just be in the locker room.
1: Yeah, but I I really like Mo Harkless. Um, I like the lineup they had. They are a little bit small because they have Harrison Barnes at the four, but Mo Harkless is a pretty good defender at the wing, probably the best wing defender on the team, I would say. So when you go up against teams like that, like the Clippers, you're gonna have to play Mo Harkless a lot.
0: Hmm. Yeah, but you um, know, Luke, he ain't going out of his set rotations.
1: Yeah, Harrison actually's been looking really good, but he, he did the same thing last year at the beginning of the year where he played like super solid and kinda of fell off halfway through his season, which is something I'm hoping he doesn't do this year.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but, I don't know what it was, health or what, but big time he kinda of disappeared after starting so strong last year. Well last season.
1: Yeah, this team definitely has a different type of vibe to them, though. Like they're more locked in on the defensive side. Like, they're actually going to try defensively, you know?
0: Sure. Yeah, I expect them to. They should. <clears throat> and they have a couple of – I mean, just those just those minor differences with, like, Tristan Thompson and, and Devyon. like, you can't have dudes in there that are trying that hard and going that hard and then slack off. Like, I would expect, you know, you don't, you're going to look pretty mm-hmm. silly now if you're slacking the way they were those last couple years, especially last season.
1: Yeah, so pretty much this, Luke's been doing like set rotations like you were saying earlier.
0: Hey, so, I've always hated that about him.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll see what if it changes throughout the season. But I kind of like the lineups that he's been throwing out there. Uh, we just talked about the starters, who they have. And then for the bench, they have Davion, Buddy, uh, Holmes, Bagley, and I believe Terrence Davis
0: coming yeah. off the bench. Are you sure? I, I mean, I unfortunately some extenuating circumstances. I was supposed to be at the games and I missed. I didn't even get to watch them at all. Um, but uh, from what I was hearing, the I, I didn't think that um, uh, Holmes was coming off the bench. Really, I thought he was like locked in as a starter. Was no, it I'm just the sure. second game?
1: Uh, Might have just been the second game. The first. Uh... I missed the first like almost the whole first quarter of the first game because like most of you King fans probably know they they were streaming it only on their website and it wasn't kind of on my phone so I had to wait until I got home and by the time I got home the first uh, quarter was pretty much over. Go ahead.
0: I was just going to say the a lineup that I would be really interested in seeing would be uh, I mean, pretty Fox, Halliburton. I want to see Barnes at the three, and then maybe like a combination of um Tristan Thompson and Holmes.
1: Tristan in and Holmes, you don't think that's too repetitive?
0: Well, I mean, the same could be said with Bagley there, or with, with Lynn and, and Tristan being out there at the same time.
1: Yeah, no, it was uh, – the starters were, was an Alex and I kind of – I think I said that earlier. Right? It was mostly um, Harrison at the four with um,
0: Tristan at the five.
1: Well, that's one different – Oh, then
0: at the three. I thought you said – I thought you said um, Bagley. Bagley starting? Man, no, I'm I was... all confused now. I thought you said <laughs> – I thought you said freaking – Holmes and uh, Lynn and Tristan and Bagley.
1: No, Neither, I had said that uh, Holmes knows. and Holmes and Bagley have been pretty much playing their meds together. I pretty much, pretty much when he substitutes uh, Bagley in, he'll put Holmes in there at the same time. I think he's just trying to get them to get used to each other.
0: Yeah, I guess they haven't enough time to get used to each other.
1: I mean, Bagley hurt a lot of last year that they didn't really.
0: Not every year, that's what I'm. That's my point.
1: And that, well, Holmes was also injured last year too. See, when like, Bagley I came back.
0: Like we're saying though, like I don't understand what the lineups are going to be with. I like that they got Lynn and Tristan. Like I'm cool with both those guys. I think they, especially <clears> Tristan, <throat> Tristan, they bring like the toughness and the size rebounding uh, factors to the table that were no one really had last year, but like, what are the lineups going to be? Because I already feel like Bagley and Holmes is like you said, kind of repetitive playing them at the same time, but whatever combination you make between those four is going to be the same story. Like sometimes last year, Bagley looked like he could step (laughs) out to the three point line, but like, I really wouldn't have faith in that. And none of those other guys have really shown me anything. Uh,
1: Alex Len, he had one year with the Hawks where he was hitting them, but they haven't. no other team really used him like that. I and mean, then, even,
0: even Holmes had a stretch where he could hit some threes, but same thing. Like, I wouldn't feel confident with either one of them doing it.
1: Yeah, he had, like, a small stretch, but he ended up shooting, I think I told you, what, 18% for the year? Terrible. At three.
0: So terrible. That's what I mean.
1: Yeah, um, I don't know. I I, I do like the lineup that they're throwing out there right now, even though it puts Holmes and Bagley both on the bench. But it's the type of lineup that you're not going to be able to use against every single team, you know?
0: So say it again.
1: It was Fox, Halliburton, uh, Moe Harkless, Harrison Barnes, and Tristan Thompson.
0: As the starting lineup. Yeah. I need to see that. That's like – Hmm, I don't know.
1: That's kind of interesting. At least against the uh, Clippers, that's what it was.
0: Like for me, I mean that kind of that makes more sense as for that matchup at least. But for me, I I don't like seeing honestly. I don't like seeing Barnes at the four too much. Like I'm not I for stretches, sure, definitely. But like I I'd rather see him primarily as a three. I think you're just wearing him down playing him that much at the four.
1: Yeah, but he did play a lot of it last year. Mostly because Bagley was hurt, right?
0: And that's my point. Like I didn't love that. I feel like the stretches where he played the best were when he was at the three, or for small, like certain lineups, or for small stretches. Sure, like put him at power forward and and run up and down the court. But if you if he's playing a power forward. Like I said, he's going to get worn down, and then you're probably uh, most of the time going to be having Holmes at the 5, and it's just going to be a small lineup in general, and they're both going to get bullied if anyone has size down low. And then if you have him at the 4 and Tristan at the 5, like that might work a little bit more. But with with uh, Mo out there, like, is that enough shooting?
1: Mo is actually hitting a couple threes against Clippers. He's got that in his game, which is – I don't know if
0: it's super uh, consistent. It's not. It's terrible. I looked at his numbers. I can't remember him now, but I, I was like, damn, I didn't know he was that terrible of a three-point shooter, like, for his career.
1: Well, well I don't know if you remember, but do you remember what his numbers were when he was with the uh, with the trouble azers?
0: He was mostly defensive. I'm going to look it up right now because I... Because I, I remember they...
1: they use him a lot as, like, a 3 and D guy.
0: Right, and that's what I thought. I was like, yeah, that's his main thing is 3 and D after watching him all those years on the Blazers. But then I looked at his numbers. I'm like, wow, what? There's really no 3 there.
1: Because then I think he went to the Clippers, and they, uh, they, I I feel like they didn't really use him, right?
0: He was on another team before that. What was it, the Heat? or
1: uh, No, I think – didn't he get traded to the Clippers? I'll tell you right now.
0: You know what I love about basketball reference, like, when it pulls up the homepage, it's just such random, like, ugly dudes. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what are why what, what made you pick those people? All right, it's M-O. How do you – oh, is it M-O-E?
1: No, I think it's Maurice Hercules It's his actual name. Oh, yeah,
0: you're right. Maurice, that's right. I knew it couldn't be just Okay, so for his career, seven points. rebounds, which is also kind of surprising. One assist, 47.5 from the field, 32% career three-point shooter. And then last season, 27%. And damn, for the career, a 62% free-throw shooter. Wow. The
1: the 27% last year,
0: was that on the Kings or... Just the season in general? That's for the season in general. Um, that's crazy. He played on three teams during that stretch. Oh, and he was he started in Orlando. He was in Portland for four years.
1: What was his three-point percentage
0: then, does it say? Uh, I'm trying to look. It, uh, 33%. And that was his best. Actually, no, that's not true. His best was in, uh, was with the Clippers. It was only one season, but it was 37%. And then with sack, (laughs) with sack, not even 25%.
1: Dang. Yeah, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of, it sucks for them because they, that's the part where the Kings didn't really fill that position, Um, although on the offensive side, I would say, but defensively, I think that he is a good fit.
0: Wait, what do you mean? You mean they didn't
1: get a shooting? The wing wing position.
0: Yeah, definitely. (laughs) And that's what kind of worries me about. If you're just going with a straight defensive lineup, which I'm sure at times will be really useful, then yeah, definitely slot him in. But, well that's, that's
1: really what they're gonna be harping on this year is defense, especially with Dave on coming on
0: right, and as they should, but with a guy shooting this badly at the at that spot, which is supposed to generate a lot of offense, like he's gonna have to be sh- surrounded by straight shooters, and none of their bigs are shooters, and none of their power forwards besides when Harrison plays are really shooters so.
1: But he is a pretty decent slasher to the rim, I would say.
0: Right. And I'm not arguing that, but I'm just saying he can only do that so much without being able to shoot the damn three.
1: Yeah, but that that type of defense is mostly for playoffs, and the Kings are in playoffs, and that's their downfall, and I'm pretty sure Kings fans will be happy with that, you know? In case anyone's
0: curious, it shows on here. His Twitter is mo M-O-E underscore Harkless. That's super useful. But he,
1: because um, the way I'm looking at it, they have Halliburton, they have Fox, and they'll be slashing. They'll be drawing probably most defenders, and still they'll leave Mo open at the three. And then but Mo,
0: you don't really want him open at the three, though.
1: Yeah, but what I'm saying is Mo could just cut towards the basket, and they'll find him.
0: But if those guys are already slashing, find him at the three. Like, what bigs do you have out there? that are not going to be clogging the paint.
1: Well, the thing about Tristan is that he's a really good screen setter as well. So if you have Tristan out there, even Alex Lynn out there, those two dudes are super good at setting screens, which is something that they didn't have last year with um, Rashawn Holmes or Bagley or had really Weisshead would get a lot
0: of offensive fouls, to be honest. Screens? You're saying none of those guys were good with screens? Yeah.
1: Not to the point where Alex Slinn or Tristan Thompson are.
0: That's an interesting point. We'll see.
1: Because um. that, that's something that a lot of people were talking about also. The, having Alex Len back, like he, they see how he sets the screens and how big of a body he has. And just the difference that he makes with the spacing in that way. We kind of talked about that last year too, right? Yeah, definitely. Where, where we said that they they should pick him back up.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I'm glad they did. It's just now they have a lot of bigs, and none of them can shoot, which I understand. Like You can't always have bigs that can shoot. Man.
1: Well, Matthew was showing a little bit of that three-point shooting, but for the first two preseason
0: games, he's barely got any minutes. So here's something interesting. With the with the three seasons that Harrison has been in sacks he's shooting just under 40% from 3. And for his career, he's right about 37%. So I mean, I knew he could shoot, but I'd say that's pretty that's that's pretty solid, you know, for if you're don't, going with-
1: Yeah, the only time he couldn't shoot was in the finals against the Cavs, remember he missed like 28 straight shots or something. <laughs> Damn, don't
0: bring up old shit. And even then, that would have been that would have been his last year, right, with Golden State. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, for the season, it, he was just under 40%. And the season for that, he shot 40%. So, yeah, just a bad stretch. Felt bad for that dude at that time.
1: Yeah, they were just leaving him wide open. I, I don't know why I always remember that. Um.
0: Hopefully, we don't go through that again. But it's pretty solid free throw shooter. So, yeah, I mean, I'll give that lineup a shot. The, the lineup that I personally am super excited to see and who knows if we'll ever actually see it, but it just makes the most sense, like, coming off the bench. Because I get the whole, like, everyone is so stoked about the three-guard lineup and blah, blah, blah. And in a way, like, I'm not mad. Like, if that's what you want to do, then give it a shot. But I just don't think it's going to be that effective, you know? Because no matter what combination you do, the whoever pl- ends up playing three is just going to get torched on defense, you know? So, yeah. I get that they're excited about what it could be offensively but I don't feel like it's going to balance itself out really that well. It's going to have to be short stretches where you just want to go out there and run someone into the ground like get up and down the court but um, anyway, back to my point. Off the bench I want to see Davion Mitchell at the one, Terrence Davis at the two and then here's where you're going to have to sacrifice and put Buddy at the three at least while he's on the team and um, and now I kind of forgot the rest. Mo, probably, yeah, either either Louis the either King or Mo, and then uh, Tristan. Well, who,
1: do you have, who do you have starting then?
0: For, Who's... like, all season? Y-
1: yeah, if you're saying the, Mo what ma- off
0: the bench. What makes the most sense to me, even though I'm not super stoked, you already know how I feel about Bagley at this point. Like, I feel like that's really the only option, that he's pretty much a lock for the four. So, I, Harrison at the three, <laughs> yeah, Harrison at the three, him at the four, and after paying him, like, I don't see Holmes playing anywhere except the starting five position.
1: Well, I honestly don't think Tristan makes that much less than Rashawn Holmes
0: makes what money makes,
1: yeah, money wise. I don't think he, I think he only makes like a thousand or two less than Rashawn. Let me look it up, real but quick. he's
0: like a rental, you know, he didn't just get signed to a new deal by the Kings, you know what I mean. Like, I feel like that'd be kind of stupid and pointless to sign Holmes to all that money and then have him come off the bench. It'd probably piss him off too.
1: I wouldn't. Yeah, but bad, at this but point, like, I, I honestly don't care. Like, if they're gonna,
0: you may not care, but I think it has to be something to, that's taken into consideration, like for the team.
1: I mean, they have him locked in.
0: But yeah, that doesn't mean just like do whatever now and piss him off.
1: The thing about that, though, Tristan like super seems like he's super bought into the team. And right. He's, and that's good. he's and that's, definitely a better rebounder, better screen setter.
0: That's kind of the point. Like he, the position he's in, I would expect him to be flexible, and and be willing to come off the bench. I wouldn't be mad like with him starting. I just don't think that makes the most sense for like personnel, or not personnel. That probably does make the most sense for personnel, but it doesn't make the most sense like for morale and for appeasing the players
1: yeah Tristan making 9.258 million and what
0: uh I think 13 I think
1: think it was uh I mean
0: his his contract kind of ended up being a question mark I don't ever think I ever got it nailed down what it really was is uh fifty three or some shit?
1: Actually, he's on. He's making ten, ten million three hundred eighty five thousand this year,
0: and then it goes up progressively.
1: Yeah, to eleven
0: point two, twelve, twelve point eight. Hmm. Yeah, that's kind of. I'm cool with those. Remember all that talk we did last year about what would be an acceptable number for him? I'm like, I think that's acceptable. I think that's a pretty good deal.
1: Yeah, I think we had said around twelve.
0: At that like, time, I remember when it first came up, we said, like, we wouldn't want to pay over 12. And then I think it kind of went up north towards, like, 15 as it got closer to the end of the year. But I think this is solid. I wonder if that whole thing was just kind of weird. Like, I wonder if he ended up being happy with that deal. Because from what was first reported and, like...
1: <clears throat> the only, I think he was happy. The only weird thing about it is I remember he had tweeted... Uh, like, four more years. And then he deleted he it. Yeah, then he deleted right. it. Right.
0: Uh, yeah, that's part of what I'm talking about.
1: But his, his uh, parents are, like, super into the Sacramento stuff. Like, they're super involved with all the fans and
0: stuff. I think that's just them in general, though. I don't think that's just because of the Sacramento thing. I think that they would have been like that wherever he went.
1: Yeah. I don't know. He seems pretty happy. Well, during the offseason he did. During the postseason, he he kind of seems off a little bit. I don't know if it's just like out of shape or what, but he just seems like a step slow. Or maybe during the just, preseason,
0: you mean? Yeah, the last two games, preseason games. So his mom's a doctor. Is his dad also a doctor? I think both his parents are doctors.
1: Yeah, I believe so.
0: Imagine fucking growing up and being having <laughs> like growing up with two doctor parents and then being more successful than both of them. And not being a doctor.
1: Well, I know. I mean, in a way, in the long run, they're gonna be making hell of money too.
0: Not more you know than him, especially if he gets another contract after this. Even if he didn't get another contract after this, but yeah, yeah. Anyways, so <laughs> I want to talk. <laughs> I want to talk about. Um, what, we, what we've what we kind of been going back and forth with for the lineups and stuff. But actually, hold on, I need to mention before I forget, because I've started talking about that coming off the bench. I think that lineup would be a killer defensively with Mitchell, D- um, Terrence Davis, Moe, and uh, Tristan. And then depending on how deep you want to go into the bench, maybe add in.
1: You uh, said Buddy, I think, uh, right?
0: Oh, yeah. I think that'd be a pretty sick lineup because between the three guards, like that's plenty shooting, and then they're also pretty defensive. They're pretty defensive minded, a pretty solid defensive, with the exception of like and.
1: But he's actually been looking like he's bought in this year, though, like being super aggressive.
0: To be honest, I thought he hasn't
1: lost.
0: He seemed like he bought in last year, but he's just like not a good defender. So even when he's bought in, he's not. I wouldn't even say like he's average defensively yeah or at least he's putting in the effort right I'm not taking that away from him definitely agree with that I'm not saying that he's not I'm just saying he's not a, he's not a, a defender and then have your anchor with Tristan or Lynn and then mo which is basically just straight defense and you could put him on you know whoever is the their best two, three or four Yeah. So
1: um you're gonna go with Fox Hubber and Barnes Holmes and Bagley, right, starting.
0: I'm not saying I love that or that's the lineup that I would like the best to start. I just think that's what the starting lineup will be.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I kind of feel like it's gonna
0: be Tristan's start. I'm fine with it. Uh fine would have given that a shot. <clears throat>
1: Just because I know how Luke has been in the past, like he he likes those guys that he knows, like where he's going to get from them. Like especially on the Lakers, he would always go to Larry Nass Jr. just because he knows that he would do all those little things, you know.
0: And Luke that's such an idiot. I don't even want to talk about Luke.
1: And that's that's like something that Tristan does. I, I don't know. I just feel like he's going to start. And by the way, he's been looking in the preseason.
0: Like, I'm fine with it. Start day one? Yeah. First day, first huh? Okay, we'll see. Like I said, I wouldn't be bad at that. I just don't think it's very likely.
1: I'm pretty sure, like, this, the the ones that are set in right now are Halliburton, Fox, and maybe Tristan. I mean, Barnes, for sure. I just don't know what position yet.
0: So, overall, like, what do you think of what you've seen from Bagley in the preseason? Um
1: there was like a couple of plays where he, he was a little bit lost on the defensive side. Just like he got like <laughs> back cut. Okay. But but besides this couple of plays, like he's been actually playing pretty decent and he's been staying in front. He's been getting switched on to guards and he's been staying in front of them. So I feel like he's a lot more bought in. Hmm. And we yeah, kinda yeah. talked we talked about it in private, but he's um pretty much has uh, as his personal trainer this summer, like, during the press conference, he was, like, he just kept bringing up Doug Christie and how he's been uh, training him, helping him with defense, and helping him with his body and stuff like that.
0: We've seen that, and we've heard that, but it's hard for me to buy into that, because I love Doug. I mean, obviously, if if Doug could instill some of his, the way he played and his defensive mindset, etc., into Bagley, like, that'd be perfect, you know? That would make a huge difference, but What's to make me think that a guy <laughs> who made it all the way to the NBA and has been in the NBA for three years is just miraculously going to, like, start doing those little things now and, like, start putting in the effort on defense? Defense, well, he's, is it's he's not he's been really – like, I was going to say it's not really, like, something that you just need a good coach, like, to learn. Like, you have to buy in. You have to put in effort and you have to have it. Like, you have to have the drive and the willingness to – to get low and like really want to stop somebody. And like I said, he's never shown that. So what is – what's to make me think just the fact that Doug's out there, you spend extra time with him is going to make him do that stuff?
1: Yeah, well, to me there's a couple reasons because, like you say, at defense is like a lot – a lot of it is just effort. But another big part of it is like understanding schemes and understanding plays, and that's something that Doug was always super good at. So I figured get Bagley, like get him to watch tape, and like know like what plays the other teams run, and like what to look out for and what to be ready for. Yeah, you're
0: talking about like team defense,
1: which is team defense and just understanding like uh, other teams' plays in general. So he knows like what position to be in and stuff like that, like. I think he could be a super good help defender. And if he has like Tristan, which is he's known to be a pretty decent defender. If he has Tristan with him, then I think that he'll help him cover up because he'll know that he has somebody behind him, you know? Um, But that and then Bagley also has like the, like pretty much his body type is the type, the body type that you want as a defender, like super long, lengthy.
0: Yeah, the only you thing should he should
1: be out two blocks. Yeah, well, part of that would be, like, understanding
0: what's going to be happening and what the other team's going to be running, you know? Everything you're saying is 100% true. And I hope that everything you're saying comes, you know, comes to fruition and happens. But I just don't <clears throat> have any reason to believe that it will.
1: Yeah, and another reason why I, I, I'm still, like, giving him a shot is because – just like Luke Walton, we talked about him when we talked about them keeping him as coach. Uh, he hasn't really had an off season like in two years. Like he had the COVID stuff going on, and then they had the India trip, so he hasn't really had the off season to like work on his game. Not with the coaching staff, and on top of that, the Kings didn't really have a, a really good, um, oh, I guess like personal trainer slash uh this de- defensive guy on the team personal trainer
0: <laughs> well like uh not player development the, yeah
1: player development
0: bro i love bro i feel like what's the hell is his name now i'm going to have me space in now that i love their player development coach uh rico hines
1: yeah but they couldn't really work with them you know
0: Man, those little ghetto runs they do down there in L.A., hes uh, I highly doubt they ever stopped that with uh, COVID. I don't know. Maybe you're right, but.
1: I don't know. I, I'm not saying he's like a all-star, but I just think he'll be better than <laughs> what he has been.
0: I hope so. He needs to be. But did he look better than what he has in so far in these two games?
1: Yeah, I would say so.
0: Because the numbers really aren't different, but. If you notice more effort, then I'll take well, he's coming off.
1: He's coming off the bench, and he's also um, – he's not being, like, featured on the offense. There was a stretch. I believe it was the second game against the Clippers. Or it could have been, like, third quarter of the Phoenix game where they were feeding him, and he had, like, eight straight points. But he, on top of that, he's been, like – Putting an effort on the defensive side.
0: So in the in 20 minutes versus the Clippers, he was nine. He had nine points, four rebounds, four of six from the field, shot two three pointers, bricked them both, and one for, one for four from the free throw line, zero blocks, zero steals, one turnover. And a plus seven. So, I mean, it's hard to say without seeing him play, but that, none of that stuff stands out to me. Except that three-point shooting is ass. I mean, sorry, that free-throw shooting is ass. He needs to definitely fix that.
1: Well, yeah, something like most of the people on the team have to do.
0: Mm-hmm. Let me try to find his, his, um, his numbers for the other game. Okay. Yeah, he was a starter in that game. So this this is the lineup that I thought in the first game. Halliburton, well, the difference is Halliburton ran point and then Fox played off ball. Barnes at the three, Bagley at the four, Holmes at, at the five. And Bagley in 21 minutes had 15 and five. He shot one for four from three, 50% from the line again. Has he always been that bad at free throws?
1: I think he's been like in the 60s. Hmm.
0: Interesting. Anyway, let's just hope, let's just really hope that he um, steps up big time and plays really, really well and either gets traded for something nice or, yeah, hopefully that probably. Yeah, Bagley's average is 66%. For a career?
1: Yeah, career. Mm. He had one year where he shot 80, though, in 2019 2020. Mm.
0: Interesting. So, so now here's the argument that we've been having. I mean, you want to tell it?
1: What? Which I, one?
0: I made I made the point that I just thought I've I've pretty much all but given up on on Bagley, not his skill set, but just like his his willingness and his worth work ethic. You know, just not all that impressed for sure, and. I said that at this point, I think Holmes is the better player. Right? Is that how it went?
1: Um, yeah, I think he said. I don't know if you said at this point or just in general, he's the better player. Like moving forward.
0: I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back in the in the messages because I want to make sure we get this right. <clears throat> because you we're all upon his meat and yeah, me so your argument essentially was because he's younger like you you okay this is what it was i remember now you thought that he is worth more money you think that it, the contract that he has coming up even just off the way he's been playing up until now he should get paid more than what holmes just got and I yeah, I
1: think I think I had said that they should – if he has a decent season, they should offer him around the 15 to 17 range,
0: which was – I don't, think, I don't even Williams. think you said it's a pick. decent season. I think you said the way it is right now.
1: No, I said if he comes and has a good season. And you had said – yeah, because you had said that even if he has a great season, you wouldn't offer him that, which I think we we're comparing him to um, – Jonathan Isaac, right?
0: Oh, that's what you did. You uh, you, th- you said that he'd be worth Jonathan Isaac money, and I said, hell no, you're out of your mind.
1: Which Jonathan Isaac's getting around 17 per.
0: And then, and see, Isaac's contract, four years, 69600000 If you don't want to pay badly no matter what, then I can see a trade. And see, this is talking about how he's been playing till now. If he steps up big time, then that's a totally different conversation. I'm not going to gauge what he could be earning if he plays way better. I'm talking about if he keeps putting up the numbers he's putting up now. If he put up numbers that that Isaac put up, then sure.
1: Because I think I had said if he puts up like 17 – and six or 17 and seven or something like that, right? Or 16 and seven. I forgot the yep. exact number I gave.
0: I'm not even impressed by that. <laughs> but and you I got... Even... Here's the part where you gave me Spanish lessons. <laughs> 16 and seven. You said that's how yeah, got... get. 16 and seven.
1: Yeah, which would be a really solid year for him. But the way I'm looking at it is 16 and seven on this team with Fox and Halliburton and Harrison Barnes and all of those guys still scoring 16 and seven and fitting into the team would be a really good year. It's not really about getting like 20 points, 13 rebounds or whatever. It's more about being able to fit into the team. And that's the
0: thing. I don't even think he fits that well. I think it does. And okay. see, here's, here's what my argument was. I said, I said, the numbers that you're saying for that kind of contract are numbers that Holmes is already putting up. And he didn't get that much money. And the main difference to me is Holmes puts in way more effort, way more energy, and he's just like a better locker room guy. You know, like he sets the tone, and Bagley is like to tone that you don't want on your team.
1: Well, it's really not Bagley, but I think it's, it's more of his family that does that. And the only thing that Bagley hasn't done is like denied it, but he hasn't like said anything negative towards Sacramento. And this year <coughs> uh, during the preseason, he's already started using like a lot of weed and like saying that he's bought in. Like as long as he's, in, he's in, they're asking him like if he's if, if he's expecting to be traded somewhere else, and he's just saying like I don't I don't worry about that I just. I forgot exactly how he said he said, like, I don't worry about that as long as I'm here in Sacramento, I'm going to give 100% or something like that.
0: See, I don't want to spend too much time on it, because I know we've talked about this part, but besides, like, all that annoying stuff with, yeah, like, the family, and he he never really stepped up and just said, like, what he thought or whatever, and he didn't stop the rumors and all that, like, the thing with him saying, oh, like, all the people from my draft class are in the playoffs, and I'm not, and blah, 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 it's like, Dude, if you lived up to the number two, you know, if you lived up to your draft position, then the team probably would have been in a damn playoffs. If, If you had stayed healthy, which obviously is not like totally in his control. And if you played better than the guys you got drafted ahead of freaking Trey and Luca, et cetera then that would be a different story. So, basically, you're you're just bitching about the team that they're not in the playoffs when you had nothing. It's not like you went out there and played out of your mind and then the team didn't make it. So, that type of talk is irritating to me. Like, quit blaming shit, crying about shit that didn't happen and, like, go work your butt off, man, until you – if he went out there and put up, like, 20 and 10 and, and like, well, you know, d- did some shit and they didn't make it, then, sure, I understand, like, that would be upsetting.
1: Well, did you, like, read an article or did you watch a video of that? Because if he's saying, tweet.
0: I'm talking about his tweet.
1: Then maybe you're just misreading his tone in it. Because like if he's saying that, then he could just be looking at it as motivation. Like he's first surgery with himself that he hasn't been in the playoffs, but he's looking around, seeing other I guys really, in his draft class.
0: I didn't really finish. So my point is after that someone he that's when he liked the tweet or whatever fuck retweeted or whatever the hell he did like saying when someone said oh get my man out of Sacramento like whoop dee whoop and he's like yeah like he you know like i said he he, he just he, liked it yeah, he, he put some he put some energy into that into that tweet like if he if he thought it was stupid or if he didn't agree why would he like it or retweet it you know and that's obvious to me like you're doing everything except coming right out and saying it and then when he got questioned about it which this is no like this is documented he's like it's my twitter i do like what i want on my twitter and it's like dude are you like what what kind of answer is that that basically like <laughs> i said that's doing everything but coming right out and saying it like you are not putting out positive energy saying shit like that
1: Yeah, but he hasn't been doing that this year.
0: Dude, what do you mean that was this year?
1: No, I mean, like, this season.
0: The season that hasn't even started yet? Yeah. I feel like you're giving him too much of the benefit of the doubt.
1: Well, the thing with Bagley is he's still under control by the team. And that noise from his family and parents or whatever.
0: But I'm not even talking about his family at this point. I'm talking about him himself, personally. I
1: I know, but you're talking about last season. I'm saying recently, we haven't heard any of that. And recently, he's been
0: sounding like he's bought into the team. Dude, recently is – last season was not a year ago. Last season was a couple months ago. Like, this was recently.
1: I know, but I'm saying, like, this season, like, the last couple months – you're talking about, like, four or five months ago.
0: Nothing's happened since then. Yeah, but, I mean, he could have been frustrated just from being injured and missing the playoffs again. That's fine. I understand that. Like, I could see how that would be super frustrating, and and I could see, like, how that would hit, have him feel in some type of way. But that's not, an, that's not an excuse. There's plenty of guys, hundreds of guys, that get sent home every year and don't do shit like that. Especially, got, like, there's guys who are proven, and who have gone out and put in work and like put up numbers and don't do that shit. He hasn't.
1: Yeah, but I mean, he's his own person, though. And that's this... not
0: an excuse. That's what I'm saying. Like, if that's the but kind what of I'm person saying he is, then that's the kind of person that you don't want.
1: But what I'm saying is, like, he he's older now and he could be more mature. I mean, he has dug in his he ear. Be.
0: He could be more mature.
1: He has dug in his ear, which. Could also be the reason why he's saying these things now, like saying the right stuff instead of anything.
0: Or it could be his agent going, dude, you haven't done shit. You can't be doing all this stuff unless you want to end up like and not in the great. Well either
1: way, like the main thing is if Bally plays good, it benefits Kings and it benefits him.
0: One hundred percent. And I hope he plays great. So if nothing else, like like I said, he can either make a difference for the team or get traded get some trade value
1: because this is really like his make or break
0: season 100 percent, and that's the thing that's so irritating about it to me is like you don't you only get one rookie deal you know for the team it's obviously players wish they they didn't have to sit through a whole rookie deal but it benefits the teams when they don't have to shell out all the cash so the the most the first four years is pretty much the most valuable for the team like that's when they can build the roster around that contract without it taken up, you know, a quarter or more of the salary. And so he's already, he's already almost through that whole entire thing, has not done shit except be negative and be hurt. And now, like, even if he does go crazy this year, that's only one year and then you're gonna have to pay him. And like, so you basically lost out on three years.
1: I mean, you don't necessarily have to pay him. I mean, you could just you could let him go test the market if nobody offers him that much and then he's going to have to take the qualifying
0: and that's, or... and that's what my point was that's what I was saying like if this were to if this were to go like continue moving forward that's probably what would end up happening is if they want to keep around they'll just match whatever offer which I'm sure no one would really be doing too much with the way he's played but if he does play well and then he does get a big offer and they do have to match it like it screws the team kind of in a way, you know? Like, it'll still be good that going forward, he figured shit out and he's ready to contribute. But it makes a big difference when you have to pay to do $20 million or more. Yeah, but if you think
1: about it, you don't want to make the same mistake that you made with Bogdan. Like, you want to pay him and then maybe later down the road trade him instead of not matching.
0: Right, definitely. I definitely,
1: yeah. So either way, like, if he does play really well, just pay him, I mean... Freaking John Wall, Russell Westbrook, Chris Paul's contracts all got traded at forty plus million. Whatever everybody thought they were bad contracts, I'm sure you can move Marvin Bagley. Hmm. Interesting, but for him, I just want the main thing I want to see with him is just like stay healthy and yeah. try out defense because offensively yeah. he's he's gifted. Like, he's got touch, he's got good hands, he's got a good body. He's faster than most people at his position. Well, not like, maybe not sprinting-wise, but like, first step and second jump. <laughs> he's faster than most people at his position. Because that, that was one of the main things. Remember, everybody was talking about his second jump. Yeah. Of course, until his came into the league and <laughs> that dude's second jump was just ridiculous. Cool. Zion.
0: Oh, Zion. Yeah. Oh. But um.
1: So we talked about Bagley. What about their other young, quote unquote, uh, future superstar, and De'Aaron Fox? What about him? What do you want to see from him?
0: Well, I just want to say I agree with what you just said about Bagley, 100%. Like, if his numbers offensively stayed exactly the same, but he could stay healthy and, like, really just put in the effort and, like, you know, just show that he's willing to try on defense, that would mean the world to me, you know? And if he got a steal and a block, average steal and a block, then damn. Like, now we're talking. But, uh, yeah, Fox, I mean – I, I'm happy, like, he's gotten better every year, so I'm not going to say too much. Like, I have, I'm confident that he's going to go out there and do what needs to be done. Uh, for sure, the number one thing that I, if, like, if I could change one thing about his game that I think would take him to another dimension, I'm pretty sure everyone would agree it would be maxing out his three-point shot. Like, the better he were to get out shooting, the more that's going to open up his game. And then same with every other player on the team. I expect everyone to be uh, locked in more defensively and put in effort defensively. Um, he's obviously put in a lot of work on his body, which is important, you know, for for taking contact and like kind of longevity and like keeping your body right. But at the same time, it kind of concerns me in a way, you know, like with his brain. If you got and- too bulky. Yeah, like, his style of play, like, putting on that much weight, you know, that makes a big difference just in your balance, like, in your, <laughs> in your mechanics for your shot and, like, his whole thing is speed. And, you know, how much – do you know off the top of your head how much weight you put on exactly?
1: Uh, I believe it's at around 10, 10 pounds.
0: See, that's a lot. I was thinking it was more, but even that is a lot. Like like I said, that makes a big difference. So, um, like, like this play that I seen last night against the Clippers, he went up, he had a really sick drive split like three defenders went right to the rack and then like in seasons past i feel like this would have been a straight windmill dunk or maybe i just played with him too much on 2k but he he ended up just like finger rolling it in you know like he was right there but he didn't yam it and i was just thinking in my head like did he is that that 10 pounds did he lose that little bit of bounce or whatever but um yeah, I mean, I, I'm curious. I'd love to see him. This is what we've been talking about off air. Is like, I'd love to see him. I don't think he needs to do this. I'm just curious to see, like, him play off ball a little bit more and let uh, Halliburton kind of run the show for a bit and just see how that works out. I think that could be really dope for multiple reasons. Like, Halliburton finding that dude on the, on the fast break and he just torching everyone, like, just get downfield and then look up, you know? Look for the rock. Uh, but, yeah, I'm excited for all that. And I, I think that he's going to have a lot more pressure taken off him this year as far as, like, his workload offensively. I think, and hopefully, with that little bit of relief from the scoring load, I hope that he's able to kind of focus back in on his defense which was something I really, really loved about him coming into the NBA, like coming from college. I know you and me both were kind of just, you know, really impressed with him defensively.
1: Yeah, so what I want to see with him, like you said, three-point shooting, also free throw shooting. I think he needs to bring that up a little bit. Yeah. Um, I I kind of like the weight that he put on, but um, I don't know. I'm not really worried about it. Because it feels like he's picking and choosing the times where he explodes more often,
0: Hmm.
1: instead of just being super downhill all the time. Okay, and I guess we could kind of tie Halliburton into this because we were talking about Halliburton bringing the ball up, which is something I want to see. I want to see Halliburton run a lot more of the point and have Fox um, play off ball, kind of slasher, Uh, not a spot-up shooter, but more like a. Second like penetrator when you see, when Halliburton goes in drives kicks out to Fox and Fox attacks the defense that way where the defense is more off balance because with Fox's speed he'll be able to get by pretty easy hmm. and uh, it'll also help him rest up for like the end of second quarter and the, end of the fourth quarter where he could just take over. And another another thing that would help would be. Uh, giving him more energy for the defensive side, which is like a lot of people talk about Fox being being a really super good defender, but we just don't see the effort constantly because he's been carrying a lot of the offense. So I want to see Halliburton take some of that pressure off so Fox can go to work. I mean, his nickname is Swiper, but we haven't seen too much of that. You know what I mean? so I want to see that's that's another place I want to see Fox step up in his defensive side hmm. yeah Halliburton just more of the same be super solid uh, be get good percentages which he did last year is good at free throw good at shooting in general and just like super poised the mm-hmm. thing when I see Halliburton with the ball, it feels like the offense flows a lot, a lot more. Kind of like, not to the level of Lonzo Ball, where he's like hockey assists and like half or full court passes stuff like that. But mm-hmm. like swinging from left to right and just moving the ball, I feel like he understands the game a lot better than the Foxes in that way.
0: Mm.
1: Fox, Fox is... Really good, like, at one-on-one or, like, drive and kick. Sure. But but Halliburton, I think, is a lot better at um, setting the whole team up, like, just controlling the whole team, Mm. which is what I want to see more of from Halliburton.
0: Yeah, I'm just curious to see, like, what Fox – I think he averaged, like, what, 25-7 and last year, 25, almost eight. Yeah. Uh, Like, with – with with him being a secondary ball handler or whatever, like playing off ball, I wonder what how how his numbers would change, you know?
1: Yeah, I would be more focused. Like I would be fine with him getting those same type of numbers, maybe even his assists dropping a little bit. So like five assists again. Hmm. But with him getting maybe a couple more rebounds and like a steal or something like, some type of defensive set you know mm. but him him getting a rebound cuz they they're probably going to have Halliburton on the best offensive player for the other team right or Davion depends on the Hold matchup on. D- defensively
0: yeah halliburton
1: yeah like on the best guard of the other team mm-hmm. um, when davion's not out there that's a, i don't know it's actually
0: it's a pretty interesting question
1: because I don't think you'd put Fox on them, right?
0: I don't know. You might. Why no, not? I think I think they'll have
1: Halliburton on them. I think they had Fox before, just because. I mean, you're not going to put Buddy Heald on the best offensive player, you know.
0: But yeah, definitely not that. But I don't. I mean, I don't feel like it's a. Honestly, I don't feel like it's a humongous difference, like between the those two. Defensive. Yeah, well, my the point team. is that
1: I would want Halliburton there. That way, you're resting Fox for like the bigger moments, mm-hmm.
0: offensively. He's Fox is like a lot more athletic, though, and uh, I feel like he, like that's his whole game. Like, going a hundred percent all the time, you know.
1: As yeah, Fox. on, de- on defense too, though. No, I mean
0: just as far as like pace of play.
1: Yeah, which is why I would want Halliburton to run the point so that he's not like he doesn't have the ball in his hands and his hands and, and uh, he's thinking like, oh, I gotta go, I gotta go.
0: No, I, I brought, understand that. I'm fine with that, but I'm saying defensively.
1: Yeah, attacking the point guard or whoever whoever's controlling the ball.
0: So I mean, let's like if it's, <clears> if, it's if it's if it's let's just say the Blazers, for example. Like, in my mind, it would make the most sense to have Fox on Dame and uh, Halliburton on CJ. Why so? I don't... I mean, I don't even really know how to explain it. I guess... Well, I mean, just... I don't know. I don't really know how to explain this. I guess I, I just could see Fox, like, being way more in Dame's face and not necessarily getting blown by... Not that I think that... That, that's a big issue for Halliburton I just think that like for style of the play if nothing else like they just match up way better CJ and uh, and Halliburton and you need someone who's gonna have their hand in Dame's face literally all the time and I just feel like because of the athleticism the athleticism if nothing else like that would be more a Fox thing But I really would actually really love to see a matchup for even just a game of of Davion and Dave. Yeah,
1: I think they'll be throwing out Davion out there a lot. But I don't know. I feel like Halliburton is a better defender right now. Fox is probably the better off-ball defender. Like getting steals, uh, getting... Those bad passes, like, in the driving lane and stuff like that.
0: Definitely, yeah. I can agree with the driving lane thing, for sure. But I'm kind of looking at... uh, Next, we... I mean, right... We should pull up... You pull up Fox, and I'll, I'll pull up Halliburton. Just to see, like, uh, the... What's the word? <sighs> like, this... Not the statistics, but, like, their body types and stuff. Wingspan and all that, you know? And then... Well, I know Fox has small wingspan. He has like a six five or six four wingspan, which yeah, which is surprisingly small for him. But what about Halliburton? I F- think Simon it was doesn't actually show it. Fox, uh,
1: Fox is six six wingspan.
0: That's what you're reading.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Tyrese is six six seven and a half. Six seven, so
0: that's pretty big difference. I mean, it's not huge, but oh no, I just yeah, same. I mean, that doesn't. I haven't changed my opinion. I still think that would be the best matchup. But, For
1: Fox, I mean, they're pretty interchangeable.
0: Yeah, and and that's kind of my point. Except if you have someone who is like. If you do whoever's more athletic, it's not even just like the score with with in this case, like the Blazers, where two guys can both get theirs at any time, pretty much, especially Dame. I would just rather have like the more athletic guy since they're so since 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 him and Haliburton are so similar, like.
1: I think I would say Haliburton's a little bit wider than Fox.
0: Like in the trunk or the wingspan? Uh, like chest-wise. Mm, really? I don't know if I agree with that. I feel like he has a wider body. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know if I agree with that. We're going to have to call the uh, the seamstress them <laughs> get their measurements.
1: Yeah, we're going to have to go to them and just measure
0: them. <laughs> yeah, that's unlikely. <laughs> we'll call them right now. So right now what I'm looking at is I feel like this guy is kind of kind of um undervalued and he's definitely either way, he's definitely a bench player. If you I mean he might even be struggling for bench minutes, but Terrence Davis, I was just kinda of like breaking down hit his stats a little bit more. He's he's a little bit better sized than what I thought. Six four, it's pretty solid. I mean, for a shooting guard, that's kind of small. And that's what he would be off the bench would be a shooting guard. But he's shooting for his career of 37, just under 38% from three. Basically a 44, 45% field goal percentage. But his numbers were actually like, it's small sample size, but considerably better on on, on sack. He shot just under 40% and he averaged a steal and almost two assists. So anyway, what I'm trying to get around to is, what do you think of him as a defender?
1: Uh, I don't think I've seen enough of him <laughs> to
0: make a difference. I think he's above average. I, well, I,
1: I, I did a quick search right now. His wingspan is six, eight, and yeah. three quarters. So
0: better than Fox. Better than Halbern, too. You know, that stuff makes a difference. I don't know how much of <laughs> a difference, but, and I think he's kind of like a real competitive type, you know, like he's willing to, yeah, I think it means something to him to try to shut someone down, you know? And he's kind of said stuff like that. Not kind of he has said stuff like that in his interviews.
1: Yeah, well the thing about that is he's gonna be playing with Dave Young, so and that type of aggressiveness aggressiveness is contagious. Right. So I I think he's still gonna he's gonna be trying really hard.
0: And that's my point. Like I really like the idea of them as a back as a back like a backcourt off the bench.
1: Yeah. Well that's how they have him right now. The one person, I mean, well, let's break down turn Stavis a little bit first. turn Davis, I like him just because he's he could be like lightning in the bottle type of player mm. where, where he could a just Mike like way. blow up. Yeah. Where he could just like blow up and all of a sudden score like 10 straight points, eight straight points or something. Yeah. And as long as he's doing that, like you could keep him in the game. But as, he's a type of player, like as soon as he starts to cool down or or it starts to get tired, like you just yank him,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that's kind of what I see his role being. Uh, but besides that, I was going to say another player that a lot of players are talking about, especially Davion, was Jamias Ramsey. Mm-hmm. Like he was really, he was really complimenting him on his defense and really, just his hustle in general.
0: Really, yeah. where, where, when, and where was that?
1: Uh, It was before the first preseason game.
0: Interesting.
1: It was uh, a. It was. uh, I think it was actually on media day. They had asked him like how how it is going up against the other guards, and then they didn't mention
0: Jemias. They did not mention him. No, but he made it like a point to bring him up. Interesting. That is really interesting. Maybe that was like the last thing that I would have. like giving him credit for would be defense. So maybe he – That's another. Well, he,
1: he looked really good at defense for Summer League. He looked good in
0: general in Summer League. He looked really improved, but, I mean, that's Summer League talent, so. Yeah, like it feels like Woodard's abilities all went to <laughs> Jemais. That's crazy. I cannot believe such a disappointment. I hope he gets stuff turned around.
1: Oh, my God. I saw a couple of Kings fans. <laughs> call- huh? I saw a couple of Kings fans calling him Robert Wood. It's hard. <laughs> like, Damn. Oh, God.
0: That's fucked. yeah, people have been really harsh on that guy. But like, yeah, he played terrible. I mean, it's hard to really defend him, but I hope he turns it around because I like that guy. And I feel like he has the perfect body type for what the king will need.
1: I think actually you know what? I think they had asked Luke about Jemias also. And he said that he, he could probably, he could be one of the players that cracks the lineup. How?
0: How and when?
1: You know, yeah, well, he was saying, like Luke was saying, like the league. If you know something about the NBA, it's that somebody's always gonna get hurt, and there's always gonna be opportunity, like that type of player just needs to be ready for their opportunity. So, the nice coach thing to say, yeah, but he's looked good, dude, even in the preseason games when he goes into the game, he looks like he belongs. I'm way higher on him than than um Woodard I mean they're different positions but yeah, well it just has a prospect that I would I would spend more a lot more time on Jamias
0: even though he <coughs> does not fill a position of need at all and Robert does
1: yeah well I kind of I mean you might think this is like a hot take but I kind of view Jemias right now almost like at the same level as Terrence.
0: I feel like they're kind of interchangeable. But uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna try to look him up, and I know it's gonna be a B to try to spell his name. J- who? Jamius.
1: I think it's J A H M I U S.
0: Yeah. The okay, the apostrophe is after the I. J H M I apostrophe U S. Okay. Okay. Yeah, his yeah, okay. Never mind. I shouldn't have even looked him up. <laughs> his numbers are really bad on here, but um, yeah. If he could have improved defensively, for sure.
1: Yeah, and he's one of those players. Also, we kind of talked about it earlier with um, with Bagley, but he literally got drafted into the COVID year. Oh, so he, Yeah,
0: and he was like a late. You know, he and I mean, he was I super never, young too, right? Yeah, I would. I never really expected him to get playing time, even if I'm to get. I think he was one of the youngest players, right? To get drafted. Yeah, actually, I have no idea. I can't remember that now. Those two drafts were so close together that it's been super confusing. Blurred together. Yeah, definitely blurred. <clears throat> I think he's gonna be like uh, G League All Star this year. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, to me, all the players are gonna be in the G League. Um, I don't know if Damian Jones is gonna be there, but if he is, I would say, well, Louis, Louis King too. I would say keep an eye on Jemias, Louis King, and Damian Jones.
0: You think that? Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's gonna play on the. It's kind of crazy that Damian Jones is gonna be in the G League, but you're probably but, right. And Metu. Well, they got all those all the centers. Right. Mentally, yeah. yeah. That's what I mean. That's my like, point. Like he played he's been in the league for a I minute. Mean, he played really good at the end of last year, so it's kinda shitty that he's not gonna get the time, you know. Like Yeah. To start or whatever to be correct rotation, but you're right.
1: I'm sure if they release in the uh Portland will pick him up. They like to pick up all the all the yeah, King's they do.
0: Big time. Yeah, yeah they really do. Uh that G League team's gonna be lit for sure.
1: Yeah, but uh, we talked about um, Terrence Davis, Davion. Everybody kind of knows what we what we expect to see from him. We spent pretty much the whole podcast on him. Yeah, I mean, we, just defense, he aggressiveness. It. I'd like uh, to see him just,
0: change his hairstyle a little bit, but outside of that, yeah, he's ready. Yeah, I just think he's going to be solid. Just, Definitely, day one. We're just gonna
1: have to wait see, like, if he's gonna be pushing for like starter minutes.
0: I think it's pretty impressive. I usually don't put much into like media day or what what guys say during training camp or whatever, but it, it's I'm pretty, like it's uh, something of note that Fox said he would be a uh, top five defender in the league like today. Yeah, the,
1: at the point guard, at the guard position, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. He,
1: there was a couple of players that said that. Oh,
0: who, on the t- on Kings. Yeah, I know Halliburton had said something like,
1: like he's glad they're playing other teams because he he got tired yeah. of being guarded by
0: Deion. Yeah, I saw that, and I think most most people will agree with this that. That was super whack what the Kings did with that. Everyone was demanding like a video of training camp from Fox and Davion going at it, and then that little weak-ass clip they posted.
1: What was it? I don't think I saw it.
0: You didn't see it? It was like, I don't know, 10 or 15 seconds of like, slow-mo Fox just pounding the ball, and then um, <sighs> Damian Jones or alexander I can't remember now, set a screen that Uh, Davion got caught on and then Fox shot it. So, I mean, it was nothing special. And then on the other side of the ball, Davion just walked into like a nice three and splashed it. But it just wasn't what I was hoping for. And I know everyone that I saw commenting on it was like, damn, this is a joke. This is not what we want. (laughs) It shows nothing.
1: Yeah. um, So, we pretty much talked about all the guards – Really, the only one left is Buddy. So, uh, <laughs> what do you want to see from him?
0: Yeah. What do I want to see from him? I'm almost starting to feel bad for the guy, but not really. Uh, I'm, Yeah, I don't uh, – he's got to go off the bench. I think that's that's that. Come off the bench, be the microwave guy, shoot the ball as much as you want. And then, just yeah, like you said, as long as he buys in and he's willing to put in the effort, at least. I'm not expecting him to be anything at all defensively. I'm not expecting him to get crazy assist numbers. I just want him to be willing to move the ball and be willing to put his body in front of the opposing player. And uh, obviously, it'd be dope if he, like, raised his clip for shooting the three, if he could shoot at least 40%. That's what I expect from him. Yeah, well, that's
1: one thing that I don't think anybody can deny about Buddy is he's one of the best three-point shooters in the league. So for me, I just want to see him shoot.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I mean, you have... um, The good thing is they have better guards this year. So you wanted to rely on Buddy trying to do too much kind of like the, they kind of had to rely on him last year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Here's a stat that I wanted to throw out because there's a lot of people that were crying about Buddy Buddy's shot selection because okay. he his shot around like 72 73% of his shots were from three point. Oh yeah, But here's a, a stat that just like stuck out. I was listening to the long shot podcast with Duncan Robinson in Miami.
0: It's his podcast. <clears throat> yeah. Why would you listen to that?
1: Just because they, they have like they a really good guest. They had, um, Adonis has them on. Oh, wow. Good. That's a really good guest. Um, but Duncan Robinson for Miami, 88.3% of his shots were from three.
0: Hmm.
1: So, to me, like, if you guys are complaining about Buddy shooting 70%, I mean, to me, if you're that type of shooter, you should just fire it away. Like, yeah. Like, sit in the corner, catch and shoot. Don't hesitate. Just take the shot. Like, that's your job. But the thing, I th- of- oh, go ahead. I think that's something that uh, Clay Thompson. I remember like Draymond yelled at Clay and and uh for shooting the ball. Like when he was cat when he was getting the ball, he'd just shoot it. And he kept Draymond was getting mad because like he he wasn't getting the ball back or he wasn't passing his step or something like that. Yeah. And uh Clay was like Clay was like, they they pay me to shoot, I'm gonna shoot the ball. Yeah, I'm a shooting guard. I remember yeah. Which is okay. how I think, buddy, used to look at it.
0: You know the main, the main. Uh, would you know off the top of your head what the difference is like with their efficiency, though? Like, what, what did Duncan it's shoot?
1: Not too far off. Duncan was like forty. Like, I think, I think he had the best percentage this year. I'll look it up real
0: quick because I know Buddy fell off a little bit. But I was just gonna say the main difference, and this isn't really necessarily Buddy's fault, but the main difference with those kind of guys the perfect examples was Clay and uh, Duncan is like the shots that they take just make way more sense. You know, they get way more open shots. There's like plays drawn up for them or, you know, it's shots where it's like, okay, yeah, definitely take it. You're open and you're a shooter. Shoot that shit. But unfortunately, because of the scheming and just like, so maybe personal issues over the last couple years, like the plays aren't drawn up to get buddy, open like that, you know? He's not it's never like not never, but it's it's rare that he gets a good screen where he's just wide open and it's like, yes, pull that. You know, if you miss, we'll live with it.
1: Yeah, something we were talking about last year. Other than to run more plays. But the my thinking is with uh Davion and Terrence uh running the point and shooting our position, I think he's gonna get a lot cleaner looks.
0: What makes you say that? Just because they're both better shooters or? Just
1: because they'll be handling the ball. They'll be drawing attention from the um, defense. And both Davion and Terrence are decent three-point shooters as well. And then if if they have Alex Lynn on the bench or Tristan Thompson coming off the bench, those are two bigs that can set screens for Buddy to open up.
0: What about Harcliffe?
1: Harkless is gonna be like <laughs> the only one that doesn't shoot. Not lineup like
0: screening and stuff. I'm not, I'm not too sure about that. Be last year, I mean I, I like I said after these numbers I just looked up. I thought he was a better rebounder too, but My who heartless Yeah, he's gonna have to be setting some damn screening. Well, yeah.
1: So Duncan shot forty four percent from three last year. Yeah, his career, his career is forty-two,
0: and that was uh, the best in the league.
1: Yeah, last year, uh, Buddy shot thirty-nine point four percent from three last year, but his career is of forty point six.
0: And then, now that you've already went to the next page, what? How? Uh, how many shots a game were they taking
1: for who? For which player? Both, Both of them.
0: them? Um. I'll tell you, buddy, right now. Three you mean pointers. just
1: three pointers?
0: Three pointers attempted. God damn it, skyrocketed last year. Three points, three pointers attempted last year for a Buddy with ten.
1: <laughs> I mean, ten three pointers, which he shot forty percent practically. Uh, Duncan shot eight. Hmm. Actually, hold on. I think that's his career. 8.3 lesser. So it's going up.
0: This dude went from the same age. This dude went from shooting four a game in fucking New Orleans to 10 a game.
1: It's crazy. Well, I mean, Kings had no shooters last year.
0: I mean, I'm not mad. I'm not saying it's just a huge difference. It's like really stands out when you're looking at it on paper.
1: Yeah. I don't have a problem with it, though, to be honest. For for me, buddy, like just shoot those shots. Just don't shoot like super crazy shots, but shoot the open shots and try mm-hmm. on defense. Like yeah. he, he's he's always in super good shape, he's always super reliable. He's walked up now. Like just put a body in front of your player and take the good shots. Even if it's like a borderline good shot to bad shot,
0: just take it. Take it right. I I I agree and I just really hope that they can draw some shit up for him that will get him better shots. Because that's really not his fault.
1: Yeah, I feel like he got he got shitted on way too much last year. Even though what? at times, like I would agree, I like, got times maybe to deserve it, but he was more like a scapegoat
0: by uh, fans. You mean?
1: Yeah, I feel like he was a scapegoat last year. So. That's pretty much all the guards. Mo Harkless, kind of talk about. <clears throat> Just keep doing what you're doing. Bring the defense. Be disruptive. Would you say set some screens?
0: Would I say that he sets some screens?
1: Yeah, he said he should set some screens, right, Mo no Harkless?
0: Right, say would that if that's the lineup that he's in, he's going to need to. And I would assume he'd get some nice open lobs, but I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously he's not a shooter, not an amazing rebounder. He's going to have to just play hard nosed D and set some damn screens, even though he's hella scrawny.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: we talked about Bagley.
1: We talked about Tristan in the opening. Alex Lynn, we kind of touched on. I would say, like, just be a big man, get the rebounds, set screens,
0: and just be disruptive defensively. Alex Lynn might have to be the guy that you send in there just to punch someone in the face.
1: <laughs> or uh, Metsu now.
0: He's got <laughs> experience. Hopefully, that. Bro, I kind of feel bad for that dude. He had a nice, he had a nice little off season between the Olympics and like summer league and everything, and he's probably not gonna play other than G League, you know? Yeah,
1: well, they pretty much drafted or picked up a whole bunch of players at his position. Yeah, which I mean, I don't blame the Kings. they, they needed to get bigger at the bigs, right? Uh, Rashawn Holmes, anything you want to say about him?
0: Um, I mean, I don't know what I can really expect from him. You know, he's 27. He made big jumps these last couple of years. The main thing I would want is for him to be bigger and more of a presence down low. But, I mean, it's almost certainly not going to happen. So, just don't fall off. Like, now that you got paid, you know, just keep on going out there and do do what you've been doing these last couple of seasons with the effort and the hustle, and we will be all right. Yeah, that was mostly my
1: main thing is, like, just stay hungry because I think I texted you this, right? Like, I want him to stay hungry because that's, that's what his whole game is. Right, definitely. Like, being hungry, being aggressive, kind of like
0: a – it's the name Kind of Farid? Kind of, in a way, yeah. I keep that aggressiveness. And I'd be interested to see him play like more at the four, just to give it a shot, you know. Like how, just as far like how would he guard fours and stuff? You know, I don't think he's really the sh- type of shooter, uh, to do that to like to um, be effective offensively at the four. But if if it's him and Tristan out there, I'd like to see how that would work defensively, you know, because he's super tenacious and like super willing to get in there and. And try to disrupt things and block shots, but it's just like a size thing, you know, which is what makes me wonder about the the position change. Yeah,
1: I don't know. I think we're just gonna have to see how it goes with them.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, and then Harrison Barnes. The main thing for me would just be stay consistent throughout the whole year. Better than. the drop off. Yeah. Well, yeah, he, that's a given though. Like he, he does that every year. I would say the thing I'm looking out for is like last year he had a super good start, but then after the trade deadline, it kind of felt like he was playing for a trade, you know? Hmm. And then after the trade deadline, he kind of fell off a little bit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I,
1: would, I would say keep that whole, keep that going throughout the whole year. I mean,
0: obviously, unless you get traded. <laughs> consistency for sure leadership for sure i'd say the main thing i'd love for him from him would be like three and d yeah three and d uh stretch four i feel like
1: he's gonna play all the four again Hmm. and just uh be like the voice of reason
0: actually you know that might be something i actually be uh I kind of say to maybe I'd like him to be a little bit more like we said, we wanted to be the veteran leader and stuff, but he seems super passive and maybe he won't have to. Cause like the other guys that are on the team this year, but like last year there were several times where it was like, he was doing interviews and stuff and he'd be like, you know, we have to do this as a team. Like we have to communicate and be more, te- more team oriented. Don't be so selfish about blah, blah blah. but like, He's just saying it's so passive, you know? I just, sometimes I wanted him to like go out there and snatch someone up by their collar, you know? Be like, grow up or some shit, you know? But that's just not him. So it's probably unfair for me yeah. to, to expect that. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah. For well, him, the main thing is just like exploit the mismatches when you get them. And then when you have somebody bigger, just try your hardest.
0: (laughs) Try your (laughs) hardest. Go out there and try hard.
1: (laughs) I mean, there's just some people are going to be bigger than him, especially if he's playing the four. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Pretty sure that's it, right? Did we miss somebody? If we did, they probably were not worth mentioning. Robert Woodard, (laughs) just straight up, everything better. Be better in general, like just go back to 2k rebuild your player. (laughs) Damn, like that. (laughs) It'd be cool, like to combine Metu and Woodard, maybe. Maybe that would be worth a nice player.
1: Yeah, Metu. I don't know what to tell that guy. He's kind of like shitty luck for him.
0: Shitty what luck. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, basically what you said with the whole injury thing, like he's basically going to have to hope someone gets injured to play. Yeah. Uh, Louis
1: King, I would say, keep developing because that he probably has the clearest path to getting onto the team just because of how they have, like, no depth at
0: that position. Yeah, 100%. I'd say the, my advice for all those guys would be the same. Uh, Woodard, Ramsey – Matu, King, like, probably Damian Jones is, like, especially because they all match up pretty, like, as far as the starting lineup, like, positionally. Just go out there and be the best possible G League team you could ever be, all-stars G League team. And uh, show what you got. Don't fall off. You know, take the, make the most of your opportunity, even if it's not what you know, most ideal. Yeah, at the
1: same time, though, like, don't be, don't be that G League player that's just out there to get his like play as a team like how the actual Kings would be playing and run the type of offense that they would be playing. So when you go to the big club
0: or whatever, you're you're going to be used to that type of play. Yeah. Now that we said all this shit, is <clears throat> is Metu and um, Damian Jones like? Are they even eligible to play in the in the G League?
1: Uh I think. Can't you just send your players down there? I think I, you can send them down there.
0: I think that's only certain contracts. Like their Since their contracts were guaranteed, I don't know if you, if they can anymore.
1: I think you can because remember they were sending down uh, Papayannis and he was a lottery pick.
0: <laughs> Fuck you, Bobby. Fuck Maybe. <laughs> Hopefully. That would be the best thing for them, I think, because they ain't about to play on this team right now.
1: Yeah, because I remember even, like, somebody like, um, not Justin Jackson, uh, Josh Jackson was going to G League, and he was a lottery pick.
0: Man, that dude would have been, I think he would have been basically the perfect perfect fit for the Kings. After he left the Suns, after the Suns gave up on him, man, they should have took a shot, at, took a chance. It's been good, man. It's been good talking basketball. I think we should probably wait till the next preseason game. Yeah. Or maybe
1: we might put something out like the night before the first game or maybe reacting to the first game.
0: Yeah, I know. I think we want to do an episode kind of like get a fan, uh, engage the fan interest and in where everyone's at, what people are thinking, kind of right. Yeah,
1: we really, we really want you guys to throw out some questions, topics, uh, so we could hit on that. If one of you guys wants to hop on, I mean, we'll have you guys on. We kind of, I was kind of thinking of doing like a fan episode where we could get a couple of you guys on and pretty much interview you guys, um, why you chose the Kings. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> why you made that mistake why you're still with the kings but yeah it's just questions like that how the phantom started and all that mm-hmm.
0: yeah any good king stories Gold well, nightmares No nah, that, would, that would take multiple episodes bro <laughs> yeah but
1: we'll talk to you guys soon thank you guys for listening um, hit us up on on uh, social media, Kings Outsiders, and until next time,
0: we're almost back to basketball. Let's go! <laughs> Peace, doses.